0: welcome back into the dead arm sports podcast josh and Jill, espiernes happy friday everybody we have espiernes espiernes <laughs> swiper no swiping <laughs> wow
1: holy crap we've got a fun
0: fun episode for you gonna talk about the week 10 ncaa and also nfl week nine slate along with our upsets of the week drew locks uh gonna kick it over to you gel to open up the show i don't have a Uh-oh. whole lot to say but you're you're rocking your dallas stars hat and i uh, want to want to hear about your sports filled weekend took in a stars game and a cowboys game we didn't uh, touch on it too much last episode so i wanted to give you the floor here to share your weekend it was
1: amazing um i haven't had you know haven't really done a and you can now hear it in my voice uh <laughs> haven't had much of a, as sports filled of a weekend uh in this you know to this level in a long time uh you know first i the pandemic screwed up everything yeah. i had you know and you know so i hadn't really been going to much in terms of sporting events and Um, you know, it was, it was my buddy's, uh, birthday on Saturday. So we went to the stars game 11 rows back, not center ice, but I think we had better seats than center ice. We were on the side of the, uh, side of the ice where side of the rank where the stars were scoring at twice. So we had the first and the third period where the stars were shooting and about, you know, halfway, you know, like kind of like a three quarter seat, uh, there. So like I said, I think it was 11, 12 rows back of, of the boards. That was, I will never have better seats than that at an NHL game guaranteed. Those were freaking sick. And, you know, you could see everything, um, you know the first goal that went in for the stars you know puck straight into the net in the within the first couple minutes uh of course beginning of the second period my buddy want or you know while we were in intermission between the first and second period lines were super long my buddy wanted to go get uh get some food so we're standing in this line for freaking ever and then he's like, oh, I want to go find somewhere to put condiments on it, because for some reason the condiments weren't at that same stand. <laughs> by the time we get back to our seats, three goals had been scored. What? Two by the Rangers, one by the Jeez Stars. Sense. At and uh and we were only like we got back to our seats with at like with like eighteen thirty left in the second really? in the second period, Shit. so in the first minute and a half of the second period, three goals were scored and we missed them all. <laughs> Which we we as we were walking back, we just heard the ch- uh, the the crowd go, you know, like well, because there there were a ton of New York Rangers fans there, um, so so the crowd went went pretty nuts there. But it was about it was probably a sixty forty Dallas Stars crowd, but. Rangers, you know it's New York. There's, you know, ton of New York bandwagoners that that like to hop on that shit. But no, stars stars played really well. They they were it was three three going into, uh, you know, in, in the third period, and then and then the Rangers went on a 3-0 run in to to finish off the game. So Rangers ended up winning that game six three. I find out after the game that. Four of my other friends were at that game that I didn't even know about. And then I went to the Cowboys game Sunday <laughs> for for their noon game with one of those buddies. Uh, yeah, for, for the noon game against the Bears, 50-yard line tickets. Granted, we were up kind of in the, you know, pretty far up. Uh, we were in the 400s, but 50-yard line still, and honestly... I have no complaints about those seats. I mean, you, we could see everything. I think my favorite part about being there and and sitting that far up was that, you know, being a, being a nerd, I could see the plays developing and something that you don't really, you're not able to see on TV unless you, you know, purchase NFL plus and watch the all 22s, which let's be honest. I don't think any of you listeners do. So, get bodied it was (laughs) (laughs) but it was but it was really cool like seeing how the you know seeing the receivers get open seeing how fast Justin Fields looked in person what looks way faster in person than he does on TV uh you know just kind of watching the plays develop from a little bit of an overhead view watching you know Tony Pollard Wait for, you know, get behind this giant line of blockers and find that hole for him to, for the multiple long runs that he had. I mean, it was, and and just, I don't know, just watching the receivers get open and, and everything was so cool. And I could see from there watching those receivers get open and be like, he's throwing it there. And then that's where he, that's where like the, you know, whether it was Dak or Fields, throw the ball to that receiver. It was just so, I mean, it was so cool. It was, I'd been to one previous Cowboys game, but they were standing room only seats. And so watching the game was, we didn't really, we couldn't really see much of it. Uh, So having actual seats there and again, being at the 50, I mean, it was, it was about as good as it could get for, you know, for, some Cowboys tickets and then, and then those, that stars game was, was absolutely money. So great sports weekend. I mean, it's, it's been the first, you know, some of the first live, live sporting events that I'd been to in a while. And, and then this upcoming weekend I'm going to the Florida at Texas A&M game uh, this upcoming weekend. So racking up the games, baby, live events now
0: is this your uh, first ever trip to Kyle Field or have you been down there? This will be my first. Nice.
1: Which I'm absolutely stoked about. You need to get so absolutely drunk stoked. that you're the 13th man. I <laughs> <laughs> I I actually like think well so there's going to be some of my friends. We've got a nice group of like 10, 12 of us. If not more. And I know some of them are Florida fans. I Ooh. might be hanging more I might be cheering more with that crowd. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> maybe Gators. We'll see. I I've got no
0: affiliation with either team, so I'm hoping for just a badass game. Yeah. Should be a good one. We'll see if uh AM can turn it around here. But uh, I mean
1: Connor Wegman looks like the part yeah, for AM. So, far. so having him I mean, he's looked better than Haynes King ever has already and he's only played a couple games but he looked great against Ole Miss last weekend and I shouldn't say great but better than Haynes mm-hmm. King Not that that's saying much and I thought he looked better than Max Johnson's couple games that he played uh started for AM as well so uh you know big hype towards Connor Wegman uh my brother owns him in our dynasty league and doesn't make me too happy but uh that's a, that's a nice W for uh Nice win for your brother, owning him, and a nice W for A&M for uh, being able to snag him with probably a nice payday,
0: I'd imagine. big time. (laughs) You know how Jimbo rolls. (laughs) Yes. We can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook at Dead Arm Sports. Type Dead Arm Sports into that YouTube search bar will be the first thing that pops up. Make sure you click our page, subscribe, click the bell so that way you know when our live episodes drop. Usually once a week there, Tuesdays, but this week it was Wednesday. So if you subscribed, you know when our episode goes live. Monitor that chat so you can ask us any questions there. Otherwise, you can ask us questions on our personal socials. Gel can be found at Gel, That's at d a s j e l. I can be found at dasjpeg. That's at d a s j p e c. Can send us in any questions there. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Send us a screenshot. Get you some swag sent your way. Talked about that Florida A and matchup. One of quite a few good matchups this weekend and. I want to kick it off, Joe, with the okay. granddaddy of them all, not played at the Rose Bowl, but played on the other side of the country in Athens, Georgia. And that is Tennessee traveling down to Georgia, take on the Bulldogs, one versus three. And one versus this, two in the AP, one versus yeah, three in the three college in football. Three in the college football, yep. This has absolute huge playoff implications. If Tennessee wins this game in Georgia, assuming that they don't slip up with any of their remaining conference games, no matter what they would do in the SEC championship game, I think they're a lock for the college football playoff. However, if Georgia were to win this one, things could get a little messy here. You'd have Assuming Georgia and Tennessee would win out the rest of their games, Tennessee would be on the outside looking in at that SEC championship game. You'd have Tennessee losing to Georgia. If somehow Alabama makes it into that SEC championship game, gets a win over Georgia, you've got the trifecta of what do we do? Tennessee lost to Georgia. Georgia lost to Alabama. Alabama lost to Tennessee. So this could be absolutely nuts if Georgia wins. Otherwise, again, I think Tennessee all but locks up their playoff spot with a win here in Athens on the road.
1: Doesn't it feel like Tennessee is the odd man out there? As sad as that feels,
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) if
1: Georgia beats them and if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC title game, you have to think Tennessee is the odd man out unless they are on, on which we've discussed this scenario. We've discussed this exact scenario before in this in this show. Do they throw in those 3 SEC teams and then it's Ohio State or Michigan that makes the that makes the fourth spot or one of the four spots?
0: I I think it would have to depend on what happens with if Michigan plays Ohio State really close in Ann Arbor, maybe you could put Michigan in, but ultimately if Clemson runs the table and's undefeated, they're going to get in. But one loss Clemson, one loss Michigan, that could get very interesting with Ohio State in there. Do we get there's three a one SEC loss Clemson, teams? Oh,
1: that one. Okay, if Clemson loses, I think they have to go. They're out. Clemson then, has to win out to make the playoffs. I think if Ohio, let's say Ohio, if Ohio, if Ohio State wins, obviously they're. I mean, if they run on the table, they're obviously in. Yep. What do you do if? Okay, what do you do? A one loss ten. If if you got a one loss Bama. A one-loss – no, shoot. What would it be? One-loss Bama, one-loss Tennessee, one-loss Georgia, a no, lo- a one-loss Clemson, a one-loss Michigan, and a zero-loss TCU. <laughs> Here we go, baby. This is college
0: football. Oh, man. I mean, I think if you're undefeated, Never I think lost. you're going to get the nod. But I don't know how you would decide between those – three sec teams who gets in i think alabama's in a decent spot with that as much as i would hate to say it just only a three-point loss in tennessee but if tennessee can keep it close in a loss at georgia maybe tennessee gets in over at Alabama. georgia too at georgia so yeah i don't know it'll it'll I mean, be interesting it would not I, don't shock know me I don't if it's three sec teams
1: honestly and that sucks yeah but Okay, but, but let's let's just play this out. Ohio State finishes undefeated. TCU finishes undefeated and those three one loss teams, would you take TCU over Bama in a close loss, you know, Bama beating Georgia close loss to Tennessee? Probably
0: not. Like I it's, I don't it, know
1: those three SEC teams. <laughs> that's a realistic possibility here. If this, if Tennessee hangs in there with Georgia, even in a loss, yep. Especially that's on the road,
0: yep. Georgia star linebackers out for the season too, so we'll see what uh, implications are there for that defense. But I mean, there. I don't remember a bigger game than this one in the past few years. I mean, I know we've had some top five matchups, but this one just seems. Just absolutely incredible. You've got the defending national champion, Georgia Bulldogs, undefeated, never lost. Never lost. Tennessee, never lost. <laughs> going into Athens here and just so much hype in this one. Game day's there, of course, and it's it's going to be unbelievable. And I expect it to come down to the wire, be a good game, and, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see who wins this one. But absolutely pumped to watch that game this weekend.
1: Alright, I want to move over to the big 12. Texas, Kansas State. Texas at Kansas State. And Texas in the college football playoff rankings ranked 24. Kansas State ranked 13. Again, this is this is at Kansas State. Texas is a three-point favorite. Do you feel that's appropriate? And how do you see this game playing out? Both teams right now are K-State is 6-2, Texas is 5-3. Texas has, has, their losses though have been strong. They lost to TCU and they lost to Alabama. They did have one very ugly loss, but they've had some nice wins. Kansas State obviously just wiped the floor with Oklahoma State. So, I mean, how do you see this game shaking out? Do you see a three-point favorite for the Longhorns being a shock given the rankings? Uh, at this point, and you know, I yeah, just let me see your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, especially with Texas coming off of that overtime loss to Oklahoma State a couple weeks back. I, That's Kansas what I'm Kansas State TC. looked really, yeah, Kansas State looked really good last week, obviously, against that Oklahoma State team 40 something, 48 something, 48 48 zip 48, 48 zip. Yep, I'm over here and I'm 48 but I'm, I'm 40, I'm losing 48. <laughs> Oh, the winner of this one has the inside track to face uh, TCU team in that Big 12 championship game. So this has huge implications as well. Texas going on the road to Kansas State. I don't know. I, I feel like Kansas State's not getting any respect here. Maybe they're playing with the chip on their shoulder in this one, knowing that they're an underdog gives them a little bit of an edge here. But Texas has been decent but they haven't been very consistent i was gonna feel like this kansas state team has been fairly consistent i think it's gonna be a good one i think it's gonna be a shootout but i i like the home team here in a shootout in kansas state so like i said i think it'll be close it'll come down to the wire it wouldn't surprise me if texas um pulls off the road victory here but i i like the wildcats
1: i think i do too there's just what it's just it's almost scary picking. It's scary picking any Texas game this season and also in past seasons. You never know what Texas you're gonna get. Where I mean Quinn Ewers could just absolutely go off. That we've seen that defense play some pretty good games. We've seen Ewers, we've seen uh Jatavion uh Sanders that connection be awesome we've seen a i forget that wide receiver also for texas so that that team has you worthy there it is yes sir
0: who has him in dynasty mm, <laughs> s- is that you <laughs> yeah son of a bitch <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've seen that offense go off we've seen that defense play well enough to get w's but they are co- inconsistent is the name of the game with them it's they are a roller coaster ride. Kansas feel Kansas state feels more steady Eddie and they're at home and dogs. I feel like, like you said, that's a chip on the shoulder. That's the motivation. I think I'm going to ride. I think I got to ride with the cats here and it's, I guess meow. we're both picking the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh,
0: I, I like that one a lot. Oh shit. I shouldn't have me out. Sonny's going nuts. now. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> all right next game i want to talk about is. Going, going back to the sec and have a fantastic night game in baton rouge and alabama coming into town we had talked about lsu a little bit yesterday with uh hey sonny Oh, big yawn. big yawn. Check that big yawn out on YouTube, folks. Dead Arm Sports. Subscribe, click the bell. But Ding. no, Brian Kelly, great first season in LSU, has a chance to put uh, absolute stamp of authority on the season here if he can knock off Alabama at the hole stamp. this one. <laughs> but again, Alabama, they need to run the table here to get to that SEC championship game. A loss here and LSU would have the tiebreaker over them. Both teams would have the same record. So big, big implications here for that SEC West. And I mean, it's college football at its finest, a night game at LSU at Tiger Stadium. It does not get any better than that. Great matchup. We've had some absolutely epic games between these two schools in the past. And I expect this one to be just as epic.
1: Guess what two tickets are going to cost you on the LSU side? Oh, seven. I got seven hundo, five, but I think oh, that's I was gonna say actually it says no tickets available. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Secondary market there.
1: Section <laughs> section one Oh three. Yeah. Okay. Two tickets, Three fifteen a pop. And that's uh, that looks like it's in the very that's got to be very back row of that section. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> right that's, next to Mike the Tiger. <laughs> God, that's scary. That that's a great Halloween costume, especially not in Baton Rouge. People be like, what the hell are you? What what are you? I'm an LSU Tiger. Why? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I mean, if Tennessee, Georgia isn't the game of the week. It's Alabama LSU. It's this is an SEC powerhouse weekend where those are the two two big games of the weekend. And like I mean LSU's been freaking awesome lately. Jalen and Jalen Daniels has been playing his uh, out of his mind, the best he's played in his college career, his long college career. But if there's anything that trips up Saban, it can be these running quarterbacks. We saw Hannon Hooker, mobile quarterback who has caused problems. Deshaun Watson in the past at Clemson caused problems for, for uh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban comes from this Bill Belichick coaching tree and Belichick has also struggled with mobile quarterbacks. So there's that weird connection with these, with two of the best defensive coaches between the pros and the, and the college ranks, probably the best college and the best professional coach we've ever seen in Saban Belichick. And, their kryptonite are these mobile QBs which which uh the LSU quarterback is. So we might be we might be in for a major treat here. I don't see how I mean it's going to be tough to think how Saban kind of lets this game slip and a lot of times you know when when Saban's teams are down a little bit in the rankings. That's when they're the most focused. That's when Saban can get the most out of his players. So I think ultimately, unfortunately, I probably see Alabama winning this game, but I think it could be a little bit of a tighter, low scoring game where we see LSU maybe in the final five minutes has a shot at a tying possession and and Alabama just is able to squeak one away or or get a pick to to clinch it. That wouldn't shock me, but I think it's going to be a great and I think it could be neck and neck through the first three and a half quarters. I just see Alabama ended up ending up coming out of uh, Baton Rouge uh, with, with the dub. Uh, <clears throat> I guess let's skip over to the Pack Twelve here and. I want to take a look at this Arizona Utah game. Arizona hung in there all game last week with USC losing 40 uh USC ends up winning against Arizona 45-37. Arizona though puts up mad points, clearly. I mean they they were doing they put up good points against Ole Miss in the past. Um they they I mean that's all that Arizona's any good for is is that offense. <laughs> Where Utah struggles or you know, has struggled in the past, yes, they they have the ability to put up points, but their most of their game is focused on you know playing rock solid defense and and trying to shut down the other the other offense. So if Arizona gets it rolling though, and Utah's forced to put up points, I I might have to put Utah here on upset alert. This would be a massive upset given that Utah is a top ten team right now in that college football rankings. Uh, but if Arizona can play the way that they did against USC last weekend and put up those types of points, I think Utah might have a legitimate or Arizona might have a legitimate chance to take down Utah here.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's a home game for Utah, so they're already up against it a little bit. Um, Arizona is, but it'll—I don't know—it'll be. Interesting, Utah went on the road last week to Washington State and won with their backup quarterback. So I want to know what that health is of Cam Rising. Is he playing this week? Because if he's not, then yeah, I think ultimately they could definitely be on upset alert. I don't know if they'll be able to put up the points that Arizona's been putting up this season so far. Um, Jake Cowan's been doing phenomenal there, wide receiver position for Arizona. But Ultimately, it comes down to Cam Rising. If Cam Rising plays, I think Utah will be fine at home. I don't see any issues. We'll get the run game going, establish a, a solid uh, yards per carry on the ground, eat up some of that clock, limit the Arizona offense on the field. But, no, this it, it could definitely be a different game, though, if Cam Rising's not, not playing in this one. Utah's defense will be pretty solid against Arizona, but we'll see. One of the more fun Pac-12 slate games this weekend, Not, not a ton from there, but I think the last game I want to jump into here is Clemson at Notre Dame. This is, to me, Clemson's last chance to lose this regular season, and last time they'll be on the road. This is the DJ ukulele game from two years ago. Trevor Lawrence was out due to COVID and we got to see DJ in this one. Uh, Also strange that Trevor Lawrence had tested positive for COVID, but yet was still on the sideline in this one. There's no rule. There were no uh, rules for the South. Very, very interesting. Yeah. But, uh, No, Notre Dame coming off of the ass-kicking at Syracuse last weekend, and Clemson struggled a little bit against Syracuse. So we'll see if Notre Dame can knock off Clemson here. Clemson could definitely be on upset alert this weekend with a tough road test in South Bend. But, I mean, for me personally... Really pulling for Notre Dame in this one because I don't know that Clemson has any business being in that college football playoff, and this would ultimately probably eliminate them from CFP contention. So definitely pulling for Notre Dame in this one. Also curious to see does DJ bounce back from being benched, had the bye week this last week. Clemson was off. So curious to see how does he start off the game? How does he look and if he's not, how short of a leash is he on right now with Cade Klubinick, uh biting at his heels? Yeah, I mean, Dabo has
1: always said DJ is the starter. So he is, he is getting, like you said, he is getting the go this week to uh, to start. But you'd think it's got to be, if, if he starts turning the ball over again and he regresses back to the player that he was last year, which is how he played against Syracuse when he was turning the ball over like an idiot, then if he starts playing like that again, it's got to be... You You got to make the switch to Klubnik sooner than later. So I'm not saying he throws one pick and it's it's over, but if you see multiple bad decisions that he makes and he throws a pick and they're down 14-10, 14-7... At that point, and, and DJ looks like he's, you know, lost all composure like he did against Q's. Then you got to pull the trigger and you got to switch to Klub. And, you know, Klubnik's a five-star, you know, five-star recruit. He's, he's, not, he's not here to just sit around and sit behind DJ for a year or two. He's ready to play. And if you've watched him, you know, that game against Florida State was kind of his coming out party. Granted it was in a blowout and probably against a lot, you know, a lot of backups, but he looked really good there. And then he led that comeback against Syracuse. Not due to much of what he did through the air. I believe he only threw 6 passes, but he commanded that offense. Got the ground game got running, it gave Clemson a little bit of additional juice, a little new energy and if Clemson comes out flat and DJ looks like he's not on point, you got to make that call is sooner rather than later. Like you said, Notre Dame took care of business against Qs and DJ struggled against Q's. So I think that's, that's a game to there. It's a, it's a strong slate. I mean, sec, this game, Texas, Kansas state. I don't need, I don't need to have nine great college games. If I got four or five, I'm a happy camper.
0: As long as they're not all in the same window, that's that's for sure. absolutely true. <laughs> that helps. Any uh, other games you want to dive into, Joe? Before we kick it over to our upsets, let's of the week? Uh, let's talk upsets, baby. All right. Well, we were both uh, 0 for last week. Rutgers did not pull off the win over Michigan. Thirty-one and, uh, zip. Yep. Yeah, yeah, bad, that's uh, not great, Bob. Ends my
1: ends my upset streak though. Had three straight. Yes. Was going for gold there, and. uh The Golden Gophers ended it.
0: Mine uh, fared a little bit better. Nebraska did have a 9-6 lead over Illinois at one point in time, but ultimately that was the end of their scoring for the day and uh, got killed. Hey, at uh, least you scored. I did. (laughs) On the board. Hard to win without scoring. (laughs) yeah, so Gel has the three to one lead. If you're new to the segment, each week we pick an upset pick of the week. Has to be somebody that is a seven point or greater underdog. Seven to thirteen and a half points. Uh, if you pick an underdog in that range, you get one point. Fourteen to twenty and a half is worth two. Twenty one and up is worth three. So uh, we're rocking this. Continuing
1: week, Joe. to recap that, uh, Josh did. Josh had Kansas over Houston in week three. Uh, with a ten-point spread, and then week six, seven, and eight, I had I went three straight: Utah State over Air Force, Tennessee over Bama, and then Duke over Miami. And reason I bring up that those uh, games is because I am one and zero picking against Air Force, and I'm going to do it again, Army. <laughs> <laughs> army seven point dogs against Air Force and uh I'm you know those are always weird matchups but uh Air Force the reason I picked against Air Force previously was because they were going through a little bit of turmoil in terms of uh roster turnover and everything now now we're talking a month later and uh so I'm sure that turmoil is not as hot but Army Air Force games are always you know they're always It's a battle of, uh, you know, it's a battle of the best of uh, in terms of, you know, having pride for the country and everything. And I'm going to go I'm going to go Army at the very least keeps it close, keeps it within that seven points and has a chance at taking that upset
0: with that ground game. Love it. I had two written down. I was going to go opposite of you if you picked one of the games that I did, but ultimately I'm going to choose between the two that has the of I got the two others of written the spread. down too,
1: so let's see.
0: Okay. I've got so this one is the lesser of the spread because they're both unfortunately in that one point category. One was borderline two points, but the spread didn't get high enough, half point less. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go Tennessee over Georgia. Georgia, again, they lost their linebacker for the season. We'll see how their defense bounces from that. But Tennessee's just on such a roll right now that offense is clicking. Yes, they have not faced a defense like the Georgia defense are gonna be facing this week, but Athens isn't that intimidating of a road environment for me. I think Tennessee played in a tougher road environment at LSU earlier this year, and we saw what they did to the LSU Tigers. Tigers. And I just – I think Tennessee's just rolling right now, and they're eight-point underdogs, and I – Think it's a little bit of disrespect. I get it. Georgia is the defending champions. It is in Georgia this week, but ultimately, I like I like Tennessee. Other game that I was gonna pick. If you were to have picked that Tennessee matchup, Gel, I disagree with your take a little bit earlier on, and I think LSU is gonna ruin Alabama's Damn, chances. Damn, Zaddy. So that was the other one I was going to go with. They're 13 and a half. If it would have bumped up to 14, I would have locked that one in for two That's points. That's a lot. But ultimately, I'll stick with the eight-point uh, deficit for Tennessee this Yeah, morning. I had Tennessee over
1: Georgia written down. The other one that I was looking at was if I wanted to go two-pointer, Michigan State over Illinois coming yeah, out Yeah, I like that one too. Controversy. Controversy. <laughs> 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 and and get yeah, going that was for the pointer there too. thinking hey they're gonna be all riled up and ready to show what they're made out of but uh ended up having to go try to go 2-0 and against air force which sounds horrible but hey i'm rooting for army this this time so <laughs> i'm not i'm still uh still a
0: patriot go army beat air force <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the NFL slate of games this oh, week. Week 9 of the season. After this week, we are halfway through the NFL schedule. Um, got a few decent games this week. I'll kick off with one uh, playoff rematch from last year of two teams that probably won't be making the playoffs this year, and that is Rams at Buccaneers, two teams that are just spiraling downward and, not great Bob at all and I mean yeah I I just I don't know what to think of these two teams I mean Tom Brady at this point in time he probably should have just stayed retired you wonder if he was thinking that and the Rams just they just can't get anything going and what does the future hold for Sean McVay, Aaron Donald? I mean, as, as they keep losing games, it, to me, it just seems more and more likely that we're going to see some huge change in the Rams' look for going into next season.
1: Yeah, I I mean, just knowing what Brady is going through now, who knows, this, this Giselle divorce, maybe this was the final straw with that relationship, but maybe Brady was already over it. And he's like, ah, let me just, let me just prick Giselle one more time, right in the ribs with uh, me coming back. (laughs) I don't know. I'm, I'm so, I don't know if he, I don't think he necessarily regrets it. I could see, I mean, he retired and he clearly regretted retiring. That's why he came back. So I wouldn't necessarily agree with it. He, I wouldn't agree that he regrets coming back, but God, he looks skinny. He looks fray. I I don't know. This is the first time I've seen Brady just like not look like a super supreme athlete out there and Yeah. It it's it's strange, but <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, Brady's maybe he's thinking mind over matter here and he can and he can will his way to a W, but good God, the Rams look bad. They're 3 and 4. The Bucks are 3 and 5. How do, how do we get here? We went from an NFC championship battle between these two teams to now eight not even halfway through the season. I guess this this kind of well technically we're live on a Wednesday. This would be halfway through the regular season, I guess. Uh that we're looking at two teams that God, do they even have a chance for the playoffs? I mean, the NFC wild card is not that it's it's definitely attainable but they don't look like playoff teams at all it's i i mean i'd say the rams look worse than the bucks do at this point
0: yeah i would say if you if i had to say which team i thought was gonna still had a shot at the playoffs it'd probably be tampa bay at this point i think ultimately the rams have an uphill battle in that nfc west Well. Seahawks have been playing well we'll see once they start getting into the nitty-gritty of this playing San Francisco playing the Rams and kind of seeing where they stack up with the rest of the teams but ultimately I think San Francisco with that CMC trade that puts them over the edge I think their offense is going to be elite towards the end of the season be one of the better offensive teams in the NFC and that NFC South is weak. I mean, we talked about that's it on the why last I give Tampa a chance. Atlanta is winning the division right now. Tampa is still they're still in this if they can turn it around, but they've got to get that offense going. I mean, what was it two weeks ago losing twenty one to three to the, to Carolina the Panthers. Panthers? The Panthers. The three what do you points. Mean, the Panthers. Like, what, what is going on? We're talking about the Panthers. I'm a Panther. Just... I'm forty. <laughs> It's <laughs> but yeah, I just it's just mind-boggling, these two teams. It just I mean, if you told me, oh, week nine, we're gonna have <laughs> seriously Los Angeles at Tampa, it's the three o'clock CBS game. Romo and Nance are there, and they're gonna be like, What the fuck are we <laughs> doing at this game? Give like this it's to just, the C that's team. all they're gonna be talking about, is just how terrible these two teams are doing so far. Why this is this game year. on but, CBS?
1: These are two NFC teams. I don't know. They they always seem to have yeah. some weird It's like, weird. Yeah. Sometimes you'll have two NFC teams on CBS. Mm-hmm. You'll have just some random game throughout the year. Two AFC yeah. teams on Fox. Well, that's Fox. always like
0: my favorite too is like the Bears Lions Thanksgiving game will be on like CBS or it's something. You, I mean I guess it's because the Cowboys get Fox, but CBS. it's like it's some weird random one, yeah, on CBS. But
1: all right. Well, let me uh let me Stick with, uh, let me stick with the bears that you just mentioned. I think this might be my favorite matchup of the weekend. There's, there's a couple nice ones, but this might be the one that I'm looking forward to most is Miami at Chicago. Miami's been playing their balls off, especially offensively lately. And Chicago's offense has turned it around. I mean, the last two, these last two weeks, Chicago's offense has looked really good. I don't, I didn't think that I would ever say that this season, but they've been <laughs> but they've been putting up points these last 2 weeks. Miami just led up 27 to Detroit. Granted, Detroit <clears throat> that game was at Detroit and Detroit playing at home is a much much better squad than they are on the road, but Miami's defense is not anything special quite yet. I think that additional Bradley Chubb is going to make a massive difference. And could be the difference in this game against this weak Bears offensive line. But I think that Chicago, the way that Chicago's been playing offensively and their defense has been, I mean, their defense has been strong as well. I mean, last week, yes, they did give up a shit ton of points to the, to the Cowboys 49, but it's the, I mean, it's still the Bears and you, you know, you got defensive head coach. I think that I I just think that this is going to be a really it's just a fun matchup. It's 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 Tua, it's Justin Fields. It's you know, two quarterbacks that have started to look a lot better lately, but we're still kind of sitting there like eh, it, was Tua the right pick over Herbert? I think we all say no, but is he a franchise quarterback? Probably, but we'll see like he, like, like I had mentioned on the previous episode, reminds me of Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Bears and Justin Fields. Jury's still out. We'll see how the clay, if Claypool is able to get involved for the Bears and, and, and just see that Bradley Chubb impact on Miami. So two
0: massive pickups for each team. And I want to see their involvement Yeah, and Mike McDaniel came out, said Bradley Chubb, Jeff Wilson Jr. are going to be able to get worked into the offense and defense, respectively, this weekend, so and i would imagine claypool came over past his physical today again recording on a wednesday and sounds like he'll probably get worked in probably have a few set plays i wouldn't expect a full go at all just coming over and having 3 days of practice prior to a that'd Sunday be a little game. tough but can't can't expect much there but i'd imagine they get him some design plays this week as well but yeah, ultimately, this should be a pretty decent game. If you told me a couple of weeks ago, I would have been like, uh, no, but <laughs> the Bears have shown signs of life on offense. We'll see. I don't know that they're going to be able to keep up with that Miami offense, especially Roquan Smith gone, Quinn's gone. So that defense is pretty beat up right now. You've got a handful of rookies out there, Brisker, um, Gordon, that still trying to get the NFL figured out. I think ultimately will be solid players down the road, but just a young defense right now that we'll, (laughs) we'll see what they do against Miami with uh, some of their weapons there. But should be should be a fun one, and maybe we'll get a surprise here from the Bears and be able to. Keep I'm looking af-
1: forward to seeing what if Eddie Jackson is going to be able to make a difference in this game. He did. He picked off Dak last week. He's gonna. I mean, he's obviously their most experienced defensive back at this point, and their corn I mean, the Bears corners are suspect, so it's going to be. It might be a little tough to hang in there with Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddell, but. If flus is smart and plays that kind of cover to shell to prevent, help prevent Waddle and and Tyreek Hill Kill from getting behind the defense, I think that's the only that's really going to be a massive key in the Bears hanging in on this one. But Eddie Jackson's going to have to play a huge role. He's going to probably have to have a pick or or a strip tackle at some point. I mean, we've seen we've seen the ball we've seen Waddle have two fumbles in one game we've seen Tariq Hill in the past get the ball stripped from him. Eddie Jackson's one of those playmakers that I think could make an impact, make an impact play there that's going to that would help the Bears
0: if they if they're going to be able
1: to hang in on this one.
0: Next game I want to talk about is one that is similar to the Seahawks Giants game from last week and that is the Titans at the Chiefs. Titans are leading the division right now a surprising 5 and 2 and they're going to get a rude awakening heading into Arrowhead this weekend. The Chiefs are going to just absolutely destroy them. Had news today, Derrick Henry did not practice, a little foot injury there. So we'll see on what his status is going into this matchup. If he's not there, this one's going to get really ugly. But ultimately, I'm curious to see. Kadarius Tony was traded Tony over two weeks ago. Yeah, we haven't been able to talk much baloney this uh this far. he's been so absent. But,
1: he's been yes. AOL. But,
0: Fun fact, all of a sudden he gets traded from the Giants, and guess what? Surprise, he's healthy. (laughs) What? Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm curious to see. He's had two weeks to practice with them. We don't know their practice schedule on the bye week last week, but got to imagine he'll be somewhat involved this week. And I think he... Is a decent fit in this offense. They can get him some design plays, and I think he could be a difference maker down the stretch for them. So, curious to see how he fits into the offense here and see if he can help the Chiefs continue to roll. I
1: mean, they, they it's, I feel like they're duplicating skills with him, with Marquez Valdez Scantling, with Miko Hardman, just kind of speed guys that can do end rounds go downfield. But the chiefs have also shown us that you can't have too much speed and the dolphins are showing yeah. us right now. You can't have too much speed. So I think it's a great fit. He's I think he'll jump right into this offense and, and fit in great. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how quick that, that, you know, that turnaround is going to be makes you wonder, you know, for fantasy purposes, we we've been going over that we we had mentioned this a few I mean many weeks ago probably five six weeks ago at this point what do you want to do with these Chiefs receivers at this point if you're a fantasy <laughs> owner can you Gosh. feel comfortable owning owning any of them I mean I think right now Tony might be the only one to own just to see you know as a you know as a prospect almost at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean Hardman is going to be the same that he's been since he's been in the league. He'll catch a fifty-yard touchdown every couple games for you, but nothing consistent to put in your fantasy lineup. Haven't seen a whole lot from Juju at all this year. Neither with MVS. I MVS mean, has been quite MBS a bit on MVS. Worth and nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so Sky Moore still hasn't seen the field yet. He's been hurt. So yeah, I think right now it's it's Tony and he's a hold. I mean. If your lineup is as pathetic as mine in one league, he's in your flex spot no! this week. But ideally, he would be on your bench. So, oh boy! <laughs> well, it's by. He's got six teams on by this Yikes. week. So it's, uh, yeah, not uh, not great, Bob. Not great, Bob.
1: Indeed. All right, let's jump. Uh, let's jump over for my last game that I want to touch on: Green Bay at Detroit. Two teams that uh, Super Bowl aspirations. One team actually probably <laughs> did. <laughs> And the Lions were hoping Detroit. <laughs> the li- I mean, at this point, both teams have been met start off the season somewhat well. And, you know, at least with the lines getting one W and then hanging in there with Philly. And then they've completely fallen off the map. Green Bay on a f- four game losing streak. Now don't know if, Woof. Yeah. Woof is right. They were up, they were start, they start off that season really well. And now just completely falling off the map. Sonny's going, Sonny's dreaming over there. Uh, <laughs> got me a little distracted, but yeah, I mean, green, I mean, both teams, two teams that actually started off looking like they'd be halfway decent. And then green Bay just again, and or Oh, and four in their last four Detroit, back to being Detroit now set set up for the number 1 overall pick and I don't know I I mean I this I, I mean what are your initial thoughts on this game <laughs> Um it's 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 two yeah, teams that I don't
0: so far or that have recently looked very pathetic Yeah I mean I thought Green Bay should win this game but it wouldn't surprise me at all one bit if somehow Detroit were to walk away with a victory here I don't expect them to I mean we already saw that they're not necessarily throwing in the towel but just kind of knowing that we're probably going to end up with a top two top three if not the top pick in the draft but Trignoy away Hawkinson Swift has been hurt. He should be back and at least a little bit more involved this week. But Amon Ross St. Brown should be solid for them. He was phenomenal last year without Hawkinson in the lineup. But ultimately, I I don't know. I mean, I think it's just kind of uh I feel the same way if it was. Bears, Packers, Bears, Lions, Lions, Packers. I mean, it's. Toss up for of these, place. None of these teams are winning division. It's a battle of who gets second place, and maybe, maybe you can sneak into a playoff spot with how weak this NFC is. Ye- but I, man, I just, I don't know. It's. If the
1: Packers just lose a pathetic this game to D- Detroit, and they have lost to the Jets, Giants, Commanders, Lions, as four of their five straight losses. <laughs> oh, my God. Like,
0: this is yeah, mayhem. Whoa, man. Yeah. But we'll see. Like you said, Rodgers threw the ball a little bit downfield last week. We'll see if he can do that. And we'll see if maybe... If they were to lose, maybe take some responsibility. I mean, again, you he's throwing me? It's other Aaron people Rogers. under the bus he this last week. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. He's but Jackass. Detroit, they're very suspect for the run, so I expect a heavy dose of Aaron Jones in this one, and they should try and get him going. Ultimately, I think Green Bay does right the ship here and get a win, but I don't know if it's too little too late in the season. My last one, I guess, just real quick. I got to bring up the Seahawks because I do that every week, but they're at the Cardinals this week to see if they can uh, keep it rolling. I mean, they somehow just keep managing to win games, playing good team ball. Their defense is playing halfway decent, and the offense just keeps rolling. Kenneth Walker's giving them a little spark in that offense, Geno's not really turning the ball over. DK had a scare injury two weeks ago that people were wondering. We were wondering if he was going to be out for an extended period of time. Comes in last week, catches a touchdown pass. So all systems go there for their offense. But yeah, we'll see if they can keep rolling and knock the Cardinals down further in NFC West. I mean,
1: D Hop, though, has made such a massive difference for this Cardinals offense. And. A, di- a difference that i don't know if i i don't think i expected not this maybe not this big of a difference so i think i i think i give the edge to arizona here even though i hate putting a single ounce of trust in kyler <laughs> or in kingsbury i think i give the slight edge here to to arizona and i don't want to but D-Hop has come in and made a massive difference right off the bat.
0: Yeah, Arizona's defense has been playing a little bit better, too. So, But, yeah, still should be a fun one. One of the better games of the weekend that should be semi-competitive. You know, I'm tuning into that
1: over Tampa versus the Rams. <laughs> Who would have thunk? <laughs> Good
0: oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> On to our Drew Locks to round out the show. If you're new to this segment, each week Jill and I pick a quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and tight end. Whatever their fantasy points are for the week, that is your score. Once you use a player, cannot use them again and cannot use the same player as your opponent for the week. Had quite the battle going into this last week, and then Jill decided he was going to set an all-time record, put up 63 points Ow! between Derrick Henry and... AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, and whoever he had at tight end. They didn't put up a ton of points, but between those three guys, Don't absolutely dominated. So I had a commendable 20 some points, but ultimately a 30 some point deficit oh, it's, right now. It's, going it's into 27 this week. points, big big dog. Oh, all 27 right. point Better W for this guy. <laughs> all right. Well, it is an odd week. And you have the first pick, so I will turn it over to you. All right. Well, I'm gonna go rock the
1: uh, the aforementioned DeAndre Hopkins as my number one pick for the week. I I can't I can't deny his domination so far. Uh, shit, that's not who I was gonna go with. Damn it! All right. Well, I'm gonna stick with it. Mate, pick's already in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just great. Well. Oh, now I have to try and figure out who you wanted to pick to see if I can. I'm a little sad now. St- oh, well. Potentially steal them. All right, well, so me, I might as uh... well go
1: with my opposite guy for all of my picks then at this point. No, go and D de- hop as, uh, <laughs> as my wide out for, for the week. like it.
0: All right, well, I am going to pivot because I thought you would take this guy. First and the Raiders have been giving up a ton of rushing yards this season, and they're on the road in Jacksonville against Mr. Travis Etienne. So I'm gonna lock in Travis Etienne. He's been an absolute boss since he fully took over that starting running back role, and James Robinson going up to the Jets. So I expect a heavy dose of Travis Etienne in this one, and should uh, should have a nice yeah.
1: Etienne's been awesome. I. Love that pick. All right. Well, I'm going to go with... Uh, oh, mother goose. Well, I guess... <coughs> I screwed up. <laughs> this is great. All right. Well, I'm just going to lock in my tight end then. God. All right. I'm going to go <laughs> mega stack here. Zach Ertz. Oh, baby. <laughs> Zach Ertz against... against uh, against seattle as well
0: i like it we talked seattle has given up a lot of points to the tight end position i think i rolled the Zacherts earlier in the season so unfortunately i did not have uh not have the choice of him this week but i i like that pick i am gonna go with the person i was gonna pick number one here this week and we talked a lot about this matchup. I think there's going to be hella points given up at Soldier God Field this weekend. No! I'm going with Tua. Okay. I'm going to Tua. Tua, I think, is going to have a very, very nice week against that Chicago defense that's a little bit battered right now with some of their trades. So I'll lock in uh, Tua and I assume I know where you're going with your quarterback pick this Big week. Big old Dr. K. Hill. Kyler Murray. <laughs>
1: Go ahead, Kyler.
0: Oh, that's it. <laughs> Please tell me you're going James Conner for the ultimate stack for running back. You took Joe. ETN.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, no. No, I, no,
0: no you <laughs> for the ultimate stack. Oh, shoot. No, that's I, now. <laughs> I'm going to go with Cole Komet. I think Cole Komet, he ended up finding the end zone last week and – Uh, Miami gave up a touchdown, or not a touchdown, but TJ Hawkinson had a pretty nice week for Detroit last week. I think Justin Fields ultimately is going to be going with Cole Komet and feed him uh, some more targets this week. So I'll use uh, Cole Komet up here in a nice matchup against Miami.
1: Oh, this is great. This is funny. All right, well, this is one player that I actually wanted to pick, and (laughs) uh, I also want oh, Jesus. I'm going to go Joe Mixon versus Carolina. Uh thought process behind that. They got nothing going through the air against the Browns with the in the absence of Jamar Chase and I think the Bengals are just going to say, "Look, let's just run the ball, get out of here with a win and we can reevaluate our pass game later, but let's get let's get into Carolina, get out of there with a win, feed Mixon and and let him scoot."
0: All right. Well, you talked about uh, the Bears' weak secondary earlier on in the episode. Going to go up my stack here, lock in Tyreek Hill. I think he's going to have a pretty solid week here against the Bears' young secondary, especially if Eddie Jackson's not helping out. they the cornerbacks and putting a little double coverage on Tyreek. I think he could... Definitely break off break off a couple of monster touchdowns this week in Chicago. So I'll uh, I'll lock in Tyreek here for my nice quarterback wide receiver stack. So
1: I was going to go Jalen Waddle to a stack. That was my plan. I was gonna take Waddle number one overall, and then go and then stack Tua, but. Okay. And then my Ertz pick would have made a lot more sense, but since I already picked Hopkins, I'm like, screw it, let's just go balls in.
0: <laughs> oh, this pisses me off.
1: Oh well, I got a
0: nice commanding lead. Wait, hey, let's go cards. <laughs> I'm gonna love when that Seahawks Cardinals game's like three. I'm not I'm, I can't <laughs> I I I just have
1: a feeling it's going to be. Damn it! Idiot <laughs> Well,
0: this is my. Uh, I wrote my down Hopkins, then in. I
1: wrote down Waddle, and I put a star next to Waddle. But I wrote, but I <laughs> said Hopkins. All right, well, sweet, I got Tua and and uh, D Hop or Tua and uh, Jamal. Jesus, Tua and Jalen Waddle for later in the year. I am flu- yeah. I am flustered. I am rattled. This
0: is bad. <laughs> Let's get this Tune episode over with. Find out if I was able to close Jeez. the gap. <laughs> We can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook at Dead Arm Sports. Be the first thing that pops up. Type Dead Arm Sports into that YouTube search bar. Subscribe. Click the Ding. bell. That way you know when our live episodes drop. Ask us any questions in the chat. If you miss out on our live episode, you can send us any questions. Gel can be found at DOSGel. I can be found at DOSJPEC. can send us questions there. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Screenshot that bad boy, send it over to us. We'll get you some swag sent out for free. gel. what are some of those listening platforms they can screenshot a review at?
1: Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Pods. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review to those, uh, whatever your chosen listening platform is. Take a screenshot of that written review, send it to us on our socials at Dead Arm Sports on Twitter, Instagram, or on Facebook. Also make sure to subscribe rate or subscribe to our YouTube channel, search Dead Arm Sports. You'll find us right at the top of your search bar.
0: All right, that will do it. We'll see if Jill is in full tilt mode with his Drew Locks of the Week on Sunday. I'm already Sunday. Maybe he can, can live tweet when that matchup's <laughs> going down. But, uh, no, appreciate everybody out there listening. If you could help us out, tell somebody you know about the podcast, help us spread the word the old-fashioned way by word-o-mouth, oh, that would be much appreciated. And uh, we'll go ahead and – Get you more content. We'll be back next week to recap this awesome NCAA slate and also the NFL. Looking forward to kicking my feet up. Well, I'm gonna be at the Badger game in some nice uh, 50 degree rain, 20 to 30 mile an hour winds. So that'll be interesting against uh, the old Maryland Terps. But uh, get back home in time to check out. So you of got the that game this slate. weekend.
1: I got A Florida. Gonna be a yes, gonna sir. be a sports heavy week again.
0: Yep. Sure is. Close your eyes. Hopefully, uh,
1: hopefully this number one, number two matchup, Tennessee, Georgia, is just like the uh, previous game of the century back in 2011 when LSU beat Alabama nine to six. Let's go! (laughs) Let's go!